Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Hey, just before we get started, this is a conspiracy, paranormal, and true crime podcast. The nature of this podcast is gory, unsettling, and definitely vulgar. And we curse a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. So be advised. That we're just two idiots with a mic. Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. And this is Creepy Account Volume 8. 8, maybe, question mark. We don't know. It has to be 8. It's 8. Yeah. Fun fact, this is our third time recording Creepy Account Volume (laughs) 8. The first one got deleted because something's in retrograde. Valerie. Valerie, what is it? What is it? Is it the new moon? Maybe. Or is it a full moon? Which one? It's one. It's something with a moon. I don't know. Whatever it is. Who knows? Second time we recorded, Taylor couldn't speak. As what you guys heard last week. You heard that on Thursday. After we recorded episode 76, well, I said last week. Technically, it's just two days away from where you guys are listening to this now. But when we recorded episode 75, not 76, good Lord, um, we tried to record this after. And my body was shutting down. (laughs) I looked at Morgan and I was like, Morgan, I can't do this. I'm going to pass out. I I was like talking so deep and so hard that I wasn't breathing. (laughs) So I was getting lightheaded because I wasn't breathing. And then there was a ghost at the door. (laughs) And you know I can't read already. So my God. Oh my God. It's just not for me. Anyway, so this is Creepy Account Volume 8 Take 3. Thank God. All right, guys. What's the thing closing? And it's a special episode. Oh, it's a really special episode. We forgot to celebrate this on episode 75. So we're celebrating it today. Taylor, tell him. No, you tell him. You tell him. Okay, fine. Um, Guys, this is technically our 101th episode. 101st? No. 100, whatever. This is technically episode (laughs) 101. (laughs) experiment 101 literally and um we figured this out because this is we have 89 episodes that are on our profile for you guys to binge and we also have 11 episodes on our patreon and that's just blowing my mind but technically that would give us to 100 oh this is our yeah one yeah so tomorrow when we record um episode 76 that will technically be our 91st episode that we released to the general public and our 102nd is that how you say that i don't know i don't know i'm done i'm done okay we're moving immediately on immediately now literally anyway we're done. huge episode woo 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 yay <laughs> but this creepy account you guys the stories that you have submitted are literally fucking insane they're fucking insane and they're scary they're so good and we know most of them because we you we've know, read this 900 we've times. read this 900 times um but before we get started with that taylor we need to tell them about the dm i got oh yes we have two things that we want to tell you before we get into it so i get a dm um from this person named jess and she says to me hey love the podcast nowhere near caught up but very slowly getting there want to hear about creepy shit that happens when two empaths are in a relationship yes jess we do and so i'm like a freaking course i said Send it up. oh my god i'd love to and she says all right hang on this is gonna be long lol a little bit about both of us before i get into our creepiness i am a pisces so i am very intuitive see the future in my dreams get deja vu and can pretty much predict the outcome of a lot of things 
The best way I can explain it, once in LA, my friend was telling me about the Black Dahlia, and I had never heard the story or anything prior to this. And she gave me the ultimate tour. First, we were in downtown, and she asked where I think the last spot that the Black Dahlia was seen. And I pointed to the correct bar. And when we get out to a residential area, she says, well, why don't you guess where her body was found? And I pointed to exactly the right house. Oh, my God. In the same car ride, I correctly guessed her friend's birthday on the first try. All in all, it's nuts. My partner, on the other hand, is a cancer and has some seriously strong gut feelings. She will think of someone, and it doesn't matter if she hasn't talked to this person for years, they will reach out to her within a couple of days. And she also will somehow always end up in the right place at the right time on complete accident. Now, as for our relationship, it gets really weird. She will call me when my phone is already in my hand and I'm about to call her. I will answer her questions before she even says it out loud. And when we are triggered about something, whew, let me tell you, the other person's feelings just project themselves onto the other. And it is like a full week recovery process for both of us. But the trippiest part about our relationship that honestly happens an alarming amount is that one of us will be thinking something and the other person will say it out loud. Not like we are having a conversation about a topic and we will say what the other is thinking about that topic. We will be talking about something completely different and then randomly say something that just popped into our head about a completely different topic. We can be talking about our work days and then one of us will be like, man, I'm really craving wingslingers. So I know I don't know what wingslingers are, but I bet I'd love them. They sound amazing. And wherever I can get a wingslinger, let me know. <laughs> I want to body one right now. Right. And um, Jess's partner will say and. Um, I have been thinking about that for days and just a ton of things like that. Then the creepiest thing about it is that you never really know if something is your idea because you want it or if the other one has just been thinking about it so much that it just gets into your head. So I'm reading this DM from Jess and this is on my personal Instagram. So Taylor hasn't seen it, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, my mouth, I'm, I'm reading it. My mouth is just dropping and dropping and I'm, what's the word? Fl flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. I was flabbergasted and I immediately called Taylor without telling her why I'm so mind blown about this story. And her mouth is dropping and dropping and Taylor is completely flabbergasted. I'm speechless. And this is why, you guys, because Jess, our listener, wrote in and described two empaths in a relationship and she literally hit Taylor and I's relationship with like a freaking nail on the head or whatever that saying is. Yeah. I am a Pisces. I dream. I'm deja vu intuitive taylor is a cancer can predict things can show up at the vibes weird on weird places at the right time you know i'll think of someone and then i'll go on their social media and it's like they just had a child i'm like holy fuck like she was literally describing taylor and i's relationship to a freaking T. It's insane, guys. And like how they interact with each other, that Pisces cancer relationship. That's how Taylor and I interact. Yes. We're totally telepathic in every single way. It was just so insane to us. We had to share it with you guys. Um, Jess, thank you for, you know, doing that. Doing that. That was so crazy. It was like the universe called you to, to explain my relationship to me, you know? Yeah, crazy. literally. Jess, you put into words what we have never been able to put into words before. Right. Because we're just, we've always been like, Morgan will text me something and I'll be sending the exact same text. It happened today. Literally today. It happens at probably four times a week where Morgan will be texting me something or I'm texting her something. And as soon as I hit send, I receive a message from her that says the exact same thing. Yeah. It's insane. And we've done this forever, like for years. So any other can cancer, I about said cancies. Any other cancies? Cancies? <laughs> any other cancer and Pisces out there? Whether it's a relationship with a significant other or a BFF relationship or a sibling relationship, I need to know if you guys are on the same page as us. Right. Like, is this a Pisces cancer thing? Valerie, help us out too. Valerie, tell us the deets. <laughs> They're all like, who is Valerie? Valerie is Valerie in the stars. If you don't know who Valerie is, welcome to the podcast. It's your first time, <laughs> apparently. Go follow her on Instagram, Valerie in the stars. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Jess. That was so crazy. You literally showed me what my entire life is like with Lit Taylor. <laughs> it, was, it was literally insane. When she was reading it to me, guys, I was like... <gasps> the entire time it was so crazy i was like you you wrote this the, right. she said you had to send and me like, screenshots and the craziest part is that we don't ever talk about no. shit like that like about our relationship like no. out there and it was just so crazy that this listener has the exact same dynamic that we have right we've mentioned like what our zodiac signs are and like in passing been like we're telepathically connected but we've right. never like gone into detail so crazy anyways thanks crazy. so much jess thanks jess
Okay, and another thing before we dig into the rest of this official episode. I mean, we haven't even done the intro yet, so don't think that we're going to skip it on the intro. Guys. Yeah, we're you're, not. You're going to hear on. it. It's just this is technically still the intro. Um, we received a uh, creepy account from somebody on February 28th, and typically the way we do creepy accounts is we go back to whenever the last creepy account we read was. It guys, and they get lost all the time. So if for some reason you don't hear yours on here, just resend it because yeah. I don't know what in the world happens. Especially Especially if you're on Instagram, um, Instagram will not let us copy and paste things over for some reason when they're super long. So if you're sending us a creepy account on Instagram, go ahead and email it to creeps and crimes podcast at gmail.com or um, submit it through the portal on our website, um, which is creeps and crimes podcast.com. All right. So the reason why we're putting this one in the intro and uh, doing it so quickly is because when I read it, it's a very current and typically I don't read creepy accounts when they come in. I wait until we cover them on the episode. Yeah. But for some reason, I felt like I needed to read this. And what's so crazy is your cancer. Like Jess said. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. And it's really current what's happening. It's kind of a question as not even a question, just like telling what's going on in this person's life. So this is sent in by someone that wants to remain anonymous and their pronouns are she, her. And this person says, hi, ladies. So I have been listening to your podcast daily from the beginning. And when you put out new ones, I rush to that one right away. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, (laughs) Anonymous. Thank you so much, Anonymous. I've been out of it for some time. I don't know why. Here's what happened a couple weeks ago. We all know kids can see things. My daughter is three. We had visitors a month ago. It was four of us. My daughter, myself, and our two visitors. We sat at my table watching my, de- my daughter color. Out of nowhere, she's like, Mom, who's that man behind me? We all looked and there was no one there. She didn't even turn around. I told her, there's no man there. And she turned around and said, who's that man in the living room? I was in shock but scared at the same time. We went back to coloring. Fast forward to a couple of weeks ago and currently... I started noticing a dark figure peeping out of the corner of my eyes, like half body, like a half body hiding behind a wall, like, you know, peeping. I tried putting no mind to it. One night at 3 a.m., I woke up because my daughter wanted milk. So I walked to the kitchen, literally walking into my kitchen. I see this figure sitting on my kitchen chair. Oh my God. I opened up the fridge and tried not to look in its direction. I walked my, (laughs) my ass Fast to the room, <laughs> literally me. I, I, you know, when you're like running and you feel like something's behind yeah. you, that is literally me. Like, like sprint walking. I know how your back felt. Like your feet are like this. Yes, I know how your back felt, and you try not to look over. That way, you're just looking straight ahead at the goal. Um, okay, sorry. If I don't look, it's not there. Yeah, right. The next night, same situation, but the figure was sitting on my couch again. I walked so fast to my room. I have been feeling like something is here with us. I haven't tried paying attention to it, paying any attention to it because I'm scared it will get worse. You're so right on that. I sense the feeling of it watching me sleep, watching me all day. I know we are not alone. My daughter said the other day that the shadow man hides underneath her bed. I had to yell at that thing to leave my daughter alone, but it hasn't left me alone. I also have felt this figure sitting at the edge of my bed. I don't know what it wants from me or why it's here. I just want I just wanted to share this experience with you guys. Also, my husband doesn't deny what I see, but he also doesn't believe in the things these things at all. So he isn't much help. Oh my god, friend. Oh my gosh. Um, first off, you're doing the right thing by not interacting um, with interacting it. or sharing like fear with it. But even though you're not vocalizing the fear that you have it's still an energy in your body. Right. So it is going to be able to feed off of that. So what I would say to you to do, some very unsolicited advice, but also very experienced because I have had situations like this. Um, What you're going to need to do is uh, get yourself either sage, lavender, Palo Santo, um, anything like that. A Bible, if that's what you feel more comfortable with, some crystals, whatever it is that... um, reflects your energy and your religion and your spirituality and um take that during the day and go to each of your doorways your windows everything in the house the hallways and you want to do a figure eight around them and as you're cleansing and walking through your house put yourself in a meditative state 
and pray over your home and wishing all negative things to leave. Only good light, I'm sorry, bright light and intense love can stay. Like and repeat that to repeat yourself. Repeat it over and over again and say all dark entities are not welcome. And at the end of it, and by the way, the entire time you do this, crack a window or leave a door open because it's going to need a place to leave. When I do it, I leave a window open in every single room as I'm cleansing because if it's trying to run away from me, I'm pushing it out in every single room. And once you're done, shut the door. I mean, leave the door open. Before you shut the door, you scream at the top of your lungs. Exactly what I just said. This house is only welcoming to things of light and love. And if you are a dark entity, you are not welcome. Get out now. You are no longer welcome. Get out now. Now, if you don't want to keep anything in your house, you want no spirits, then just say, everybody get out. Yeah. Everybody go. So We had to do that. Yeah, we've done that before. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so for you... I hope this helps you out. Um, I'm we, so sorry you're going through this. That's right. scary. We wanted to voice it as fast as we possibly could and give you guys what we tell you guys what we do in these situations because I don't think we've ever really detailed. Right. And I'm sure a lot of you have these experiences, but mm-hmm. you don't either like to talk about them like me and Taylor. Mm-hmm. We don't like to talk about it. Um, so, yeah, we and- thought it was a good time to sh- shed some light on precautions and what you would need to do in an event like this yeah to push something bad out and make sure you do all of your closets open up every door pantries everything cabinets I do everything um it's just going to help you a feel better and b it's going to clear your space out and neutralize the energy in it so now you no longer live in fear lowering the vibration of your home all right, guys, uh, Morgan, hit them with it. If you're driving, throw that shit on cruise control. If you got a glass, pour that shit up with holy water. And let's get <laughs> creepy and cleanse. Okay, so let's get started. The first one we have is from Lexi. Using she, her pronoun. Now, pronouns. Pronouns. Yeah, really country right there. Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> Hello. No, okay. Hello, my name is Lexi. I've actually known Morgan since, honestly, I don't even know how long, but a long time. So, hey, girl. Hey, Lexi. <laughs> Elementary school, I'd guess. Elementary school? Oh, yeah, my God. what's up? And, hey, Taylor, you cracked me up. Thanks, friend. Um, so, my story isn't creepy to me anymore because so much time has passed and nothing crazy has happened to me, but it's definitely pretty creepy. I'll start at the beginning. My parents bought the property that my mom currently lives on in 1995. The original house on the property is an old log cabin built in 1802. Holy shit. Holy shit. That over the years had some additions built on and siding added, but back in the day it was just a one-room cabin. I lived in that home with my parents until I was three. Since my mom was pregnant with my brother, my parents decided to build a new home on the property since their family was growing. As I got older, my parents always asked me if I remember or know someone named Hunnis, and it's spelled like hummus but with an in, with two ends. Um, this confused me because I did not. As the years went by, at family holidays, my cousins would ask me how Hunnis was, and I finally was told the story since everyone but me seemed to know. I started talking at a very young age, my mom said. I could form full sentences by the age of one. That's crazy. That is insane. I would freak out if my kid was talking like full sentences. I'd be <laughs> like, um, you are not a real person. <laughs> right. Who were you in your past Lexi, life? Lexi, are you an alien? Yeah. Who are you in your past life? Are you a Venetian? Okay. Um, <laughs> we're like, okay, I could form full sentences before I was one. And that's around the same time that I started talking to Hannes. My parents said it started off just as an imaginary playmate, but turned into something way more than that. My mom said that it was so eerie because it was as if someone was really there that I was so deep in conversation and the look in my eyes were so focused as if someone was standing right in front of me and it got worse when my brother was born and we moved into the new house. I was told I would scream at her telling her not to mess with my baby brother and moments later my brother would start screaming and crying as if someone had pinched him. She did everything with me. She would be in the bath with me, sitting on the couch with me, sleeping in the bed with me, everything. I talked to her from the time I was one to six years old. 
I have zero memories of her or really any memories of anything in those years. The weird thing is that cousins of mine who are younger than me remember me talking to her when I don't. The only thing we know about Hunnis is what I told my mom when I was three. I told her Hunnis didn't look like me, that she had brown skin, and she told me that bad people made her mommy and daddy go to heaven. I don't know if she was just a part of my imagination or a lost little girl looking for a new family. My parents are 1000% convinced that whoever she was or whatever she was, she was completely real. My dad has told me he always was scared to lay in bed or sit on the couch because one time I, he accidentally, oh fuck, he accidentally sat on her while I was sitting down, while sitting down on the couch and I told him that she was very upset. Can you imagine that? My, uh, dad, like, don't sit down on her, please. Dad, that, Hunnis is right there. What how, are you fucking how doing? How fucking dare you, dad? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> That's literally how we would act up. I know. I asked my mom recently to tell me more stories because I intended to tell you guys my story and she responded, I don't want to talk about that I still have to live in this house so that just shows you how she feels about it I have done little research trying to find the history of the home but I haven't found much I recently found someone who can look into the history of the house for me so I'm super excited to know the history of my childhood home even if Hannes was just a part of my imagination you have to tell us what you find oh my gosh yeah if you dig up something crazy can you write in another creepy account you have to tell us or else I will die so crazy that's so creepy because okay that's another thing it's like kids do have imaginary friends right um but the the only people who can really tell if they are really imaginary are the kids. Right. Because if there's someone physically standing there and you're talking to them, but no one else can see them, you're going to be like, oh, this is my imagination. But in reality, like, I think I've probably made an imaginary friend at one point since I was an only child for six, six years. But I remember, like, being like, oh, I'm just going to play with someone. But really, no one was there. It was just me playing right. by myself. But, like... There was no one actually there. So if you saw, which you can't remember. Which is crazy to me. Because it's almost like a traumatic experience right, for you. Right, that you've just totally blacked out. Like your mind has blacked that part of your life out. That's wow. crazy. It's like a trauma response. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Lexi. Thank you, Lexi. That one that was, was fucking crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. The next one we have is from Taylor, pronouns she, her. Hey guys, my name is Taylor and I have a creepy account. I am a CNA and worked at an assisted living facility a few years ago. We had an elderly gentleman ready to pass on, but he was still hanging in there. And it wasn't my assignment for the night, but I was helping out my friend. And when I was doing my rounds, I checked in on him also. When I got to his room, I ducked my head into the room and his light on the nightstand went off. Mm -hmm. So I pulled my head back out of the room and the light turned back on. Oh my God. I thought, okay, well maybe it's motion sensor or something. So I put my head back in the room and it went off again. So again, I pulled my head out and the light started flickering. I booked it out of there. A few days later, he passed and his private caregiver told me he was screaming, don't let them take me and then died. Oh, fuck. Ever since anyone that we put in that room dies. I'm not joking. We have had three other people in there and they have all passed away. That room makes my chest feel heavy and tight and I refuse to go in there at all. I think it needs holy water or something. (laughs) But yeah, bad vibes in that room, I'd fucking say. Yeah. I don't work there anymore, so who knows what's still in that room. But I'm glad I don't work there anymore. Hope it was creepy enough. That is creepy. Taylor, that's actually terrifying. That's fucking... Okay, imagine dying, all right? You're like, oh, you're going to see a flash of your life. It's going to be beautiful. And then you're going to be welcomed into the arms of God with angels and pearly streets and then you're like don't let them take me what the fuck what what the fuck that's actually terrifying me right now i would literally be like no no i'm 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 staying alive for the rest of time (laughs) i will not leave yeah oh my gosh can you imagine being um the nurse in that room whenever he's screaming don't let them take me and then (laughs) dies I would have been like, uh, that can poor, we get a crash car? That poor man. Like, poor man. We should bring him back to life just so we could be like, what the fuck was that? What did you yeah, see? what did you see? Oh, I watched this completely off. Um, probably thank gonna, you, Taylor. Yeah, thank you so much, Taylor. Uh, I love your name, by the way. Um, Super cool name. Yeah, really unique. Cool. Only cool bitches named Taylor. Um, Taylor with an O. I mean, you're okay. You're a step down. Yeah. I'm just fucking with you. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's probably going to be like my rain snow fact. Um, I probably don't know all the details of it. Oh, great. Here yeah. we go again. Here we go again. Uh, so hold on. But 
I was watching this video and it was about this study that was recently done on this dying man. And originally, um, people thought that your brain as you passed away would shut down one by one and kind of, um, it, they said it used to take like three minutes to whatever. So when this man passed away, he had agreed to have an, is it an EEG when it's on your brain? Or an EKG. I think it's an EKG on your heart, EEG on your brain. So basically it's where you can see all of the um, brain waves as the way they function. Is that not what they're called? I don't think. I don't know. I think it's what it is. If it's not, whatever. I'm not in the medical world. Yeah, I'll um, look it up while you're talking. The most, my extent of my knowledge is uh, Grey's Anatomy and now New Amsterdam since I started watching that. Anyways, but they did this. Oh, you're right. Is it EEG? Okay. So as um, they did this, they put these pads on the person's head and it was picking up the brain waves in each of the lobes of the brain. And they said that it went on for like seven minutes. All parts of the brain were still working even after the person was officially pronounced dead. And it went on for like seven minutes and it was like every, the talking part of their brain was working. The, the eye, like seeing Stop. thing part of their brain was working. The hearing was working. Like everything. The thoughts, everything about it. And it blew um, like neurologists out of the water. They were just so shocked because they thought for years that it was like three minutes and they one by one shut down. But it was like. It was Probably lighting up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, and it, it said which was the last one to go, and I can't remember. Of course I can't. It was probably hearing. I, I want to say it was hearing was That's the last crazy. thing that went away. But how wild is that? Right, who were they talking to? Who are you what talking are to? Seeing? What are you seeing? Like, what the fuck? Uh, Near-death experiences are, show a lot of that, Yeah, too. they're crazy. All right, let's move on to the next one. So the next one we have is actually from Jasmine, and it says, Hi, I wanted to start off by saying I am obsessed with your podcast, especially the creepy accounts. And when I heard about them, I was like, holy shit, I have to send this in. This is the time that I almost got sex trafficked. Oh, Fuck. shit. On July 4th, 2020, my, my wedding day. It's your wedding day. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister and I decided to go to the beach. We got there later in the day, so no one was really there. We decided to go swimming and take in- Instagram photos. Oh, yeah. Get, the, get those angles, girl. Get the angles. Get the angles, friend. Um, I turned to the side to get a pic and noticed that there was a group of people. Important note. It was a group of consistent. Oh, sorry. The group consisted of four bulky, large men and two women looking at me and taking pictures of me in the water. Oh, hell no. I brushed it off, not thinking anything of it. But then when we went on a walk to these rocks, a woman from the group came running up to us and asking if she could walk with us. Thinking nothing of it, we let her walk with us. During this walk, she started to get creepy by asking very personal questions, such as, where do you live? How old are you? How long will you be at the beach? Nope. That Immediately qu- no. <laughs> the question that made me uneasy was, does anyone know you guys are here? Immediately Fuck no. no. I mean, like, yeah, actually, everybody in my family, everybody yeah. in the world. Actually, all seven guys with guns that are waiting for me at the end of the boardwalk. Actually, <laughs> I'm a famous podcaster, and I, one billion people know I'm here. So <laughs> they're like, okay, is your name Ashley Flowers? No, okay, then you're not there. Okay, uh, sorry, I lost where I was from being a dick. Uh, okay, this woman asked for our phone numbers and we gave them to her. We will get back to that later. My phone didn't ring when she called, so she asked me to open up my phone and show her that I got the call. She then proceeded to ask us if we wanted to go on a boat trip with her at the end of the month. My sister said, haha, sure, trying to get out of the convo. She then asked if we could come hang out with her and her group. My sister responded, we can't. I'm meeting my friend Tristan. Which instantly gave me chills because we weren't. And why would she say that if something wasn't off? We finally parted our ways with the woman and my sister says to me under her breath, delete that fucking number and block it. We packed up our shit and left. As we, as we were leaving, she explained to me that those were sex traffickers. I have chills all over my body. She had just taken a sex trafficking safety course. She said that if we didn't give her our numbers, it would have gotten very bad with us in that group. I always think about what would have happened if we were oblivious and went on that boat trip that she was talking about. Girl. Holy fuck. One, I didn't know that. Me either. I didn't know you were supposed to give them your number. That's 
I'm really glad you're educating all of us, really, though. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. Actually. Yeah. To like make them think that they can get back to you later. Yeah. Oh, Oh, my fuck. I'm so glad you guys are okay. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys terrifying are literally living. Um, Yeah. So everybody uh, write that down. Jot that down. Imprint it in your brain and tattoo it on your forearm because that's something we need to know. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thank you. So the next one we have is from Tamara. Um, Tamara says, hello, ladies. First of all, let me say that I am addicted to your podcast. Thank you. Also, side note, I'm about 20 years older than you both. So technically, I'm old enough to be your mama. Fun fact. (laughs) Oh, my God. Creeps and crimes mom right here. (laughs) I actually have a crime story for you that happened to my mom's side of the family back in the late 60s into early 70s. I was actually born in 1978. So this all happened before my time. But I have often heard the story the way my mom tells it. It is still a bit of a sore subject with her for obvious reasons, so I try not to ask her about it too often. My parents got married in 1968 in California. My mom is Canadian from the Vancouver, B.C. area, and my dad is a southern boy, born and raised in Georgia. Hell yeah. My mom had two brothers and two sisters on her side of the family. Both my uncles were always very protective of my mom and her very younger, sorry, and her younger sister, Kathy. My mom told me very recently that she remembers being picked on by some boys at school and one of the boys making the statement that you better watch it because she has older brothers and they'll probably kick your ass. (laughs) AKA they're going to fuck you up. So stop. I love that. The younger of my mom's two brothers was my uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford had a really great sense of humor. He was a funny guy and got along with everyone. He married his wife, Mary Jo, and they had three kids together. Unfortunately, my uncle struggled with alcoholism and depression. One night after drinking at the bar, he came home and caught his wife in bed with another man. Oh, fuck. He got a shotgun and shot her several times. Oh. He then called the police and turned himself in. My uncle went to jail and he was in jail for about two years. He was then paroled and I believe he stayed with my parents for a little while while he was out on parole. Trigger warning. Unfortunately, also while he was out on parole, he drove to a remote location and sadly took his own life. Um. I never knew my uncle, but my mom has always said that my sense of humor and personality are very much like his. Also, to end the story on a good note, because of everything that happened with my uncle and his wife, the three kids were adopted by other families and my mom lost touch with his kids. Luckily, back in 1998, because of my older sister, we were able to locate all three of my cousins and we had a family reunion that summer. I hope y'all are doing great and thank you for all you do. Much love and cheers to y'all from Georgia. Oh, hey. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you so much for sending that in. I That's so... Also, really appreciate the trigger warning. Yeah, really, though. And also, um, I don't condone uh, murdering people, but I can't tell you that I wouldn't do the same thing if oh. if that was a situation <laughs> with me. Walked in, if I walked in. Are you kidding me? But I'm so happy that you guys found them. That's so amazing. I, I love yeah, family I like reunions. Family like, uh, what's that episode, that show on, like, TLC, where it's, like, long lost, is it long lost oh, family? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like with, that. like, Ancestry.com and all that shit. Yeah. Such a good episode. Yeah, oh, that's dope. That is great. Thank you for sending Thank that in. Thank you so much for sending that in. Okay, and the next one we have is from JC. Hi, my name is JC. She, her, thank you. I found Taylor on TikTok a while ago and started listening to your podcast a few days ago and have watched an embarrassing amount since. I listened (laughs) for so long yesterday that Apple Podcasts quit letting me listen. Anyways, oh my God, (laughs) literally me. Um, I have a few small stories, nothing huge or anything over a long period of time, but I still wanted to share. I grew up in central-ish West Virginia in a town called Elkview on a street called Cemetery Hill. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my fuck. And my house was the closest to the cemetery. Why'd your parents do you like Yeah, that? okay. You know what? Calling Zillow and putting that in the description next time it goes on the market. <laughs> <laughs> From former owner. Anyways. So I lived there until I was in third grade. So everything happened between the ages of, I'm sorry, before the age of eight or nine. Most everything was super small, like feeling like I was being watched or feeling uneasy. Eventually, it escalated to my closet door opening in the middle of the night and my pink Disney princess TV. I had that with I had that with the purple crown turning on and off on its own, except for mine was Hello Kitty. And yours wasn't turning on and off. No, it wasn't. But it did have um, George. uh, 
Curious George. Low George Lopez. Yeah, George Lopez. On every <laughs> night at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Him jumping in the sky. And you like wake up and you're like so disheveled because you're like, I literally just woke up in the middle of the seat and there's a man jumping in front of me. And it's yeah. so loud. Why is everything so loud when you wake up? Okay, I promise I'm going to get back to your story now. Okay. Uh, with my pink Disney princess okay, turning on and off on its own. I feel that it is being a princess TV is pertinent to this story. That was a hard word for me. Is that what it says? Like important, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I know what it means. I so just making okay, sure that's yeah. how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, that's a big, big word for Elmo. Um, so one time I even remember seeing a black blob fly across my ceiling and being too terrified to move. Mm, flies. Mm. Mm. Immediately, no. Backtracking a bit and a little backstory. My little sister and I shared a room because my original room was on the other side of the house and I was under the age of five. The first odd experience I remember having happened in that room. Whenever I got scared or felt odd, I would roll over to face my door and a group of glowing white superheroes would be standing there and I would immediately feel at ease. Oh my God, that's your spirit guides. For a long time, I thought it was just my imagination, but I really don't know anymore. I'm thinking that they were protect. Yep. Yep. Protective spirits there to help ease me from whatever was I was worrying about. My favorite, but also worst story, happened after I moved into my sister's room. Both of our beds were along the walls, mine being on the one near the door. One night, my sister came and laid in my bed with me, which she never does, but I didn't think anything of it and tried to go back to sleep. But at the same time, we both sat up and decided to look into the living room. What we saw is burned into my brain. Standing next to our couch was a tall white figure and next to it was a tall black figure without saying a word we shut the door and laid back down and haven't talked about it since I don't even know if she remembers as she was four years old at the time max to this day it is the scariest thing that has ever happened to me I have a few more small stories from my old house from my new house but nothing like my old one cinnamon anyway cinnamon just cinnamon. wait that's crazy that's crazy so, JC, I think those, like you said, were pr- protective spirits. So, like your spirit guides. So, I wonder if in the, cou- by the couch the in the white, living room, the tall white was protecting you from the dark spirit that was behind it. Oh my gosh. You know where I thought this story was going? What? Where she was like, my sister jumped in bed with me and she never did I thought, that. Yeah. I thought it was not going to be your sister. I thought when you were, I thought when you said, oh, and we sat up at the same time, I was thinking she sat up in her bed, but whatever. How fucking weird is that? That they sat up in bed at the same exact time. Yeah. It was like someone was like, hey. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I hate it. Thank you for saying that in. Okay. So the next story we have is from Caitlin, um, pronouns she, her. And you guys, before I jump into this, I want you to really throw that shit on cruise control because... This is by far the craziest, creepy account we have ever fucking We have gotten. ever had. It is awesome. And she's a great writer. Pour an extra um, an extra glass. Shot. Top yourself off. Pour a shot. Pour a shot into your wine. And right light now. your fucking stage. Right now. Your stage. Your stage. Okay. She says, lovely, lovely ladies. My name is Caitlin. You can totally use it. I just found your podcast through TikTok and I am binging the heck out of it. You might be done begging for stories by the time you get this email. Never. We'll never stop. But it's always been the weirdest, most terrifying thing to happen to me. So I just had to share it with you. My husband, Jamie, and I met in early 2014 after online dating for a few months. Immediately, we hit it off and he moved in with me after only a few dates. He's an over-the-road truck driver and was living 45 minutes away at the time and it didn't make sense to keep both home since all his home time was now with me. Right. We live in northeastern Tennessee. Hey! About two hours away from the super touristy home of Dolly Parton, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Girl, we're right there. Come come hang out with us. Let's go get a drink. Um, But don't get me wrong. We love it there. We decided pretty early on in our relationship that we would try to get away to one of the many rental cabins in the Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area as often as we could. The first place we stayed was it for us, a tiny one-bedroom cabin with a hot tub set just outside of Ware's Valley. We knew instantly that this is where we would always return every time we wanted to get away. But, unfortunately, the second time we went to book it, it was completely booked for months out, so we had to find a different location. Big mistake. We found another seemingly quaint cabin with a different company that looked to have everything our other cabin featured, one bedroom, hot tub, etc., 
We decided to book it online and we should have known better than to try and stay there by what happened next. Later on, that same day that we booked, we received a phone call from a blocked number. It was a woman who stated that she was a booking agent with this cabin company. My husband asked if there was a problem with our reservation because his cards decline all the time because he's always all over the U.S. using them and it often looks like fraud on the account. I know Literally all about that. Morgan. And but she could be in the same town for the for 17 years and it will still decline. <laughs> but this woman said no, um, but wanted to know if we were totally sure that we wanted that cabin. Confused, my husband cross-referenced the name of the cabin with her and assured her that that was the cabin we had chosen. And she then asked if we had ever stayed in that cabin before. And we told her no, that we had never even used their company before. My husband asked if there was an issue with the cabin and we got the awkward no everything's fine um she then reminded us that they did not have a return policy or refund policy if we chose to leave early weird Mm. but okay we let it go and we moved on our trip was a little over a month away and by the time it arrived we had long forgotten about the weird phone call we received an email with instructions to our cabin and our unlock code since most cabins have keypad keyless entries The problem with looking at cabins online is that you only see the cabin itself and the inside and not the surrounding property. When we approached our rental, we were shocked to see it looming high on the mountainside with an incredibly sharp behemoth of a driveway to get to it. Jesus. My husband drove a large GMC truck and the driver was so difficult to maneuver that in order to go around the curves and corners, I had to get out and tell him how far he could back up and pull forward as he made what felt like a 72 point turn. Oh my fuck. I would just be like, we're leaving. Yeah. First off, Logan would throw that shit off of the entire mountain. Because he's so impatient. (laughs) The sun had set behind the mountain, so even though it was only around 4.30 in the afternoon, the cabin and the road were shrouded in darkness. There was only a small red bulbed porch light, which gave the cabin an ominous feeling. Why would they use red? Yeah. It literally felt as though the small rustic cabin was a large doom and gloom castle leering over us, daring us to go in. Mm. We finally made it to the front of the cabin, and when we came to a stop, we both just sat there in the truck, unmoving and stared at it my husband has always been sensitive but chooses to ignore it as much as possible he says quietly i don't want to sleep here i look over at him and he's staring at the front window i ask him why but he shakes his head and proceeds to get out of the truck starts moving our bags to the door we put in our code in the door and we hear the beep 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 from our four digit number and the light turns green we hear the deadbolt click over and we go inside The first thing we notice is that it's cold. It's the Smoky Mountains in April. So yes, it's generally on the colder side of the year, but not this cold. The cabin is literally see your breath cold. Oh, fuck. We immediately flipped on all of the lights in the place, found the thermostat, and cranked up the heat. We did the standard walkthrough of the space and looked at everything, turning on the lights as we went. And the next thing we noticed was that despite having nearly every light on, the cabin was dark. Corners on the bedroom and living room were still somehow left completely unlit. Normally, on our getaways, we book the cabin for one thing and one thing only. Mm -hmm. I'm sure most people understand what I mean, but we had no desire to do anything. The dirty. To even be together here. Neither of us tried to start anything while we put our items away. We quickly agreed to go out to dinner instead of cooking the food we had brought with us, and we would only come back to sleep, and then we could spend the whole next day away from the cabin out in town. For anyone who hasn't been to Gatlinburg, it's bear country, like big time. It's the kind of place where if you leave your car unlocked, you're going to come back to find a black bear in it. (laughs) Trying to drive away. (laughs) They're crazy there. But we know this. So my husband always brings a gun with us just in case. It always stays by the door and we usually never need it. But when we arrived home late from eating and walking the strip, I noticed him grab the gun and put it next to his table by the bed. Mm. I remember making a crack about how useful a gun was going to be against a ghost. We didn't sleep that night. Literally couldn't. It wasn't that there were noises or whispers, but just this constant feeling of being watched. I told my husband while getting ready that I didn't even feel comfortable getting undressed for bed. We both ended up sleeping in our jeans, refusing to change or shower. When I faced him in bed, I could feel eyes burning into my back, and when we tried to spoon, it felt like a weighted blanket had been thrown over us from head to toe. Oh my fuck. My husband finally admitted that he could feel a very angry presence here. Oh, shit. He said it felt like an older gentleman, 
upset about the constant stream of people coming in and out of his home. We left the lights on and agreed to wait until morning before we leave, not wanting to deal with the driveway in the dark again. The sun was barely up before we were throwing our clothes and personal items into our suitcases. We stacked them in the kitchen by the door before returning to strip the bed and double check for any left behind items. I carried my phone charger back out into the kitchen and was tucking it into my pocketbook while my husband watched me. I stood up when he remembered the gun by his bedside table. I walked with him to the bedroom doorway and waited for him when I felt a whoosh of cold air blow against the back of my head. My hair moved. I felt it and my husband saw it. Exhausted, nerves fried, and terrified, I screamed, Stop it! We're leaving already! Can't you see we're leaving? And that's when we heard it. The sound that still to this day haunts my nightmares. Beep, 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 beep. The electric keypad. Fucking hell. We froze. Me in the living room, him in the bedroom. Only the door frame between us, staring at each other. We heard the sound of the deadbolt click over from locked to unlocked. Oh my God. Recognized the squeak of the door as it swung open and the bang from it hitting the kitchen counter. Oh my fuck. My husband immediately racked the shotgun and surged past me, fully expecting to round the corner and see a bear making its way into the cabin. Hell yeah. But there was nothing. Just a wide open kitchen door. Keeping the gun on his shoulder, I watched him quietly move to the door, out it, and I watched him search around outside. I stayed where I was. What felt like eternity passed before he came barging back in, yelled at me to get the bags. We each grabbed as many as we could, refusing to make a second trip, and threw them into the truck. He slammed the door behind us, and we heard the deadbolt click back over again, from unlocked to locked. I looked at his hand, poised just above the button where the key emblem on it to lock the door. I didn't touch it, he said, shakingly. I said, who gives a shit? Let's go. We scrambled into the vehicle and he nearly floored it down the driveway. I still have no idea how he didn't crash or go off the side of the road while going down the driveway, but we made it to the bottom and we didn't look back. But that's not the end. Here comes the kicker. We were paid in full for four nights, almost $1,000, and we barely made it one night. My husband went to call the booking agent back before remembering that it was a blocked call. No return number. We made it home safely, and after a few hours, he shot off an email to the company's customer service and left a scathing review of the cabin on its page. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. He explained everything, the menacing look of the place, the feeling, the door, even the weird phone call. We knew we weren't getting a refund, but we were going to stop anyone else from staying there. Right. The next day, my husband receives an email from the company apologizing for our troubles and they gave us a full refund for all four nights and comped us another four nights stay at a different cabin of our choosing my husband was livid because they had also removed his review he asked them why we were getting a refund when the booking agent told him over the phone that it was against policy and to tell them to shove the additional free stay up their asses (laughs) yeah it gives me shivers when i think about their response they stated that they understood if we didn't want to use their company anymore but that they didn't have phone agents and there was absolutely no way someone from the company contacted us as every aspect of the company was handled online and through email. We still have yet to make sense of who called us and why. And no, we have never returned. We continued to stay at our first cabin multiple times a year up until COVID hit and the owner sold it. We are now too scared to book anything else and haven't stayed at cabin there since. Sorry if this was too long, but this is one of our go-to stories when our friends ask about the paranormal. Being a sensitive, my husband has always been involved with the paranormal, and as much as he hates it, I usually tend to bring out that side of him since I'm a believer. Please feel free to trim this down as needed, but I would love to hear you read it on the show. I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy and look forward to a hundred more episodes. All the love and spooks, Caitlin. Caitlin? Caitlin! Yes, it is the third time I've heard this. And every time I I forget. Whenever the second time she writes the beep, 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 beep. beep, beep. Even now, I just got chills I had chills all over my body. I had chills on my forehead. Me too. chills on your forehead? Yes, I did when you read it. My face was frozen. That is the scariest story I have ever heard in my life. In my fucking life. Because the whole time you're thinking like, I mean, the entire time as I'm listening, I've heard this three times now. And I'm thinking like, oh, wait, was it that there was a stalker or was there cameras or was there someone in there? No, it's a fucking ghost. Yep. It's a ghost. I've chills again. How they call. 
And I mean, oh my God, I'll just, that's, this is, this is like something out of a movie. Caitlin, you're, are such a great writer that you could turn this into a movie. Do you know that? Literally turn it into a movie. At least write a book about it. Oh my gosh. I love that story. That I is love it. Hands down. Oh, my favorite. It literally, girl. you write it so well and you tell it so well and it's just so fucking crazy. It sounds like a creepypasta. It sounds like a Reddit story, like a it fake does, Reddit story. Yeah. Like that's how good it is. Also, maybe send us the location of the cabin not saying we're gonna stay there maybe we'll go check it out but maybe like a little creeps and crimes vlog action we'll oh record God. the outside of it oh fuck what if we booked it for one one day no. and we didn't spend the night we just no. went in there during the day no we can just drive up there and look at it we'll just knock and that's the door. as far as i'll go hi um are you staying here and all we hear is beep 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 and the freaking door bitch unlocks. i would fucking jump off of the mountain to get away from it I would jump off of a mountain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank that, you, Caitlin. Th- Caitlin, that is the best fucking story I've ever heard in all my times of listening to I need you guys podcasts. right now to DM us and tell us if you had literal full body chills. I don't <laughs> like saying that, but you know exactly what I mean. Literally, I... I mean, I can't give, get over the fact that I've literally heard this so many times. Well, not really. Three. My body was numb. I'm literally, I'm scared to death every time. I'm in like fight or flight when you tell it. And it's too close to home, Caitlin. You it's just told, so close. You had to tell us the scariest, creepy account too fucking close to home. And it's, I don't know if it's because I can imagine every single right. thing about it. Every piece of it. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. Thank you, Caitlin. Oh, thank you, Caitlin. And thank you, everyone. This was a good, creepy this was account. a great, creepy account. You guys, y'all have the best stories. What the fuck? I know. Y'all Keep the sending them in. We please. love them. We never are going to stop begging. So please, please, please continue to send these in. If you if, have more, send it in. Yeah, if you have like extra that you think aren't good, send it in. Because guess what? It gets an episode out. And we're at the point now that we could do this monthly if y'all continue to, you know, send them in. So... If you want one every month, send so it get in. in. Anyway, send it in. Yeah, that was our last one. Yeah, we had so to good. end with the crazy. The crazy. I'm so obsessed with it. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, we're about to hop off, but before we do, before we do, um, we want to let our patreons know that for Patreon episode twelve that comes out on the fifteenth of this month, um, we have a insane creepy account for you guys. If we, and it's one, it's just one. And it's like, it's damn near a book. About 45 minutes. It's worth an entire um, creepy account. So uh, if you guys liked Caitlin's story, you guys might want to join our Patreon. Because if you thought that was fucking dark, oh my God. Wait till you hear this one. We, we've we gotten some awesome creepy accounts. So the longer the better. Send them in. We love them. Um, thank you guys so much for sending in your stories and trusting us to tell them. Light your sage, people. <laughs> Morgan was rubbing her face on the mic. Like a dog. Yeah, no. literally. Light your fucking sage tonight. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>